It's time for Making It Personal, a personalized SC podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are here um, with another episode of the Making It Personal podcast. And today we have some very, very special guests hailing from the SCDE Office of Personalized Learning. I am joined today by my fellow coaches, Kristen, Sarah, Heather, Nadine, and our director, Stephanie. And so really quick, I'm going to allow each of them to just introduce themselves, say hi, and then we're going to jump into this conversation. Hey, everybody. I'm Kristen Logan. It's nice to join you today. Hi, I'm Heather Bross, and coming from the Low Country. welcome. Hey, y'all. I'm Dr. Sarah Buicato, and I'm up in the upstate, so around the Greenville-Spartanburg area. Nice to be here. Hi, everyone. Nadine Grow joining you from the Midlands. This is Stephanie DeSalvio, and I am really excited to be here today and to get a chance to talk about personalized learning with everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to have you here, and we're super excited because today's conversation is all about how we're entering a a new school year, but we're also entering with a new framework for personalized competency-based learning. So we're going to start off by asking you all to share with our listeners, what's the difference between our original framework for personalized learning and this updated new framework for personalized competency-based learning? What's the difference? Well, thanks, Carrie. This is Heather. I'll take that question and start us off. Um, So our previous PL framework was a fantastic model for us to build on and grow the PL system. And it consisted of four elements, the learning profiles, learning pathways, flexible learning environments, and student ownership. So those element titles, they all stayed the same. And it's still centering around the profile of a South Carolina graduate. What we found as a team when we were revisiting our vision is that if we truly want to empower educators in creating a sustainable learner-centered model, supporting all students in achieving the profile of South Carolina graduate, we needed the tools to define and measure that growth. And that's the competencies. So this led us to see the need for both the personalized learning approach and a competency-based approach. So to bridge the two, we came up with really four big items that we wanted to um, design our framework around, a PCBL framework around. And the first thing was we really wanted to provide some clarity around what a PCBL system can look like. And so hopefully we've done that in our introduction. We also wanted to make sure, of course, that we incorporate the profile of a South Carolina graduate competencies into our framework. And so you will see a new element on our framework that is dedicated to CBL, um, competency-based learning. You'll also see um, in our graphic, we've added a gold ring, which um, is uh, representing our the competencies, the profile of South Carolina graduate competencies. And we know our pinwheel graphic is memorable, and we wanted that to stay memorable and be very concise. So that was a big piece that we wanted to be able to do. Um, The third thing we did is we wanted to be, or one of our third goals was to be very intentional in how we bring the and show how the elements connect. 
and to really use very concise wording and be very intentional in our wording of how um, learner profiles is a process that is a piece to learning pathways and flexible learning environments, how that is a connection around learning pathways and how student ownership and the competencies um, are threaded throughout everything as well. So we really wanted to be very intentional um, and speak directly to those elements and how they connect to each other. Um, So you'll notice different things like in learning pathway, you'll see a sentence that reads, um, you know, students, they navigate learning experiences adapted to meet individual goals and interests within the learner profile. So we really have um, tried, you know, very intentionally to use use the wording of each element um, across the framework. Um, And the last thing we wanted to do is just really bring a clear message around um, a focus on the process, the processes that are happening inside the the framework versus a product that's developed. Um, Because we know the beauty of the framework is um, personalization lives within it. And so with um, PCBL implementation, it looks different everywhere. We go into different classrooms, it looks different in different classrooms, different districts, different schools. So the common elements, those remain consistent inside the South Carolina framework for PCBL. Awesome. Thank you so much for that thorough breakdown. My next question is um, probably what some of our listeners are wondering. How did this shift in the framework come about? So this is Sarah. I'll take that one. Um, so like Heather said, we, we noticed some changes that needed to be made um, when we had our framework for personalized learning and to infuse those competencies. And, you know, when we're working with y'all, whether it's in person or virtually, we are listening all the time. So the, the shift started with what are some frequently asked questions people constantly are bringing up? Where are some stumbling blocks that we're noticing um, when we're implementing personalized learning? How are we seeing the competencies not fuse smoothly or interweave the way that we would want it to be in a PCBL system. So y'all think we're not listening to you. We are all the time and discussing them as an office. So the shift really started with thinking about that as a team and looking at our original framework and then making those adjustments based on those kinds of things. So like Heather said, making sure um, our description matches the spirit of what we want our framework to really be about. So if we're saying that all the elements are interwoven and, and work with one another, as our logo shows, does the description really show that too? And we were noticing some gaps in that. So that's the first thing we did as a team was really look at that and then look at how the competencies specifically um, interweave within each component of the framework as well. So once we had a relatively good rough draft, um, you know, one of one of the big tenants of our office is ownership for learners. And so we wanted our um, network of personalized learning peeps across the state to have some ownership in this too. So we sent it out um, for review and feedback um, to educators across the state. Ask them to just tear it apart. Give us your feedback. What works, what doesn't? Um, because we can have blind spots as a team and as individuals of what we think is clear um, based on our background and our knowledge, but it might not be the same when someone else is looking at it. So after that process, which thank you if you're listening right now, some of our people who gave us that feedback, it was incredibly helpful. We made tweaks based on what um, they said. And then once that was all taken care of, we did one more once over 
um, making sure that it looked clear and understandable and um, manageable for the people who are going to implement personalized competency-based learning, and then uh, send it off to our graphic designer to come up with this beautiful framework that you can find online on our website, our logo adjustment as well. Um, and we're pushing it out as, as much as we can on social media and other avenues as well. So um, we're proud of our process because we think that our process really speaks to who we are as a team, that we think about what you tell us, we review what you tell us, we take your feedback, and then we use it. Um, so that's how the shift in our framework came about. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. And speaking of competencies, um, before I ask this next question, if you have not heard about the profile of the South Carolina graduate competencies, you got to hear about it. Check out our um, earlier podcast episodes where we kind of break that down. But um, my next question is, you know, with this new framework, we're infusing competencies. Um, Kristen, can you tell us why the introduction of competencies on this framework? Sure, Carrie. Um, so kind of like Heather and Sarah have alluded to a little bit, um, there was this sort of misconception by, you know, several people in the field that um, competencies and personalized learning were, were two separate, you know, entities, and, and they're not. Um, as Heather mentioned, those competencies are a tool that students and teachers can use to personalize learning. Um, and I know that we've already talked a little bit about how our, um, our pinwheel image on the framework has the profile at the center. Um, and the competencies actually are represented um, or representative of the skills and characteristics on the profile. And we know if that's our target and we want students to be able to achieve that profile, then we need to be able to define and measure those skills. Like what exactly does that look like? And that's actually what the competencies do. Um, they are the tool that helps us do those two things. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about student ownership and wanting to provide transparency to our kids, that's what the competencies do. We have, they're, they're listed in little, you know, student-friendly ICANN statements where you can, you know, see an observable action and pinpoint where kids are in the, in the process. Um, and the students can also pinpoint that themselves. Uh, the competencies provide multiple entry points because we know that students all aren't in the same place. And so that speaks to learning pathways. And just to give an example from our expressing ideas uh, competency continuum, um, when we think about kids' ability to develop um, a message for a, for a specific audience, we know they're not all in the same place. And so some students might need to enter early on in the developmental continuum and some might need to enter and have a, have a different um, uh, entry point. Um, and the other thing that competencies do, and obviously there's many things, um, is that they kind of support that culture of growth. Uh, the more you use them, the more it becomes more important to students and teachers that, uh, that the students know where they are in their learning and what their next steps are. And there's less of an emphasis about that numerical grade, even though we know that's a part of it. Um, it's just more important about the growth and them being able to articulate where they are and contribute to some of those decisions that need to be made um, in their learning processes. Um, besides that big misconception, another reason to introduce the competencies is um, oftentimes uh, when educators first encounter them, they can be a little intimidating. I mean, after all, there's 12 of them, there are several levels, and um, that is a completely normal response. Just know that, that they're, they are, they're big. Um, and so what we wanted to do by introducing them in the framework is kind of uh, give people kind of a high level view of, of the purpose of them and what they can do, and then eventually get 
to the how how of using them. And so we would just encourage people who are um, curious or are already working with them start small, um, look for look for natural connections that you have to the competencies in your um, in, within your content or what you want your students to be able to learn. Um, and you can do that by actually using something called a gist statement document. If you don't want to dive in super deep, you can just kind of get the gist of what the competencies are and, um, and decide which one's the right one for you. And once you pick that one competency, then it's actually about your entry point as an educator. What are you already doing in your classroom um, that will allow you to infuse the competencies kind of a little more easily? Start off, start off small, start off easy, start off in a spot that's comfortable for you. So are you already self-assessing and using reflection in your classroom? Are you goal setting or building rubrics? Um, are you dabbling in learner profiles and tracking student progress or doing formative checks? Any of those things and lots more you can um, you can do with the competencies. And so by introducing them into the framework, we're encouraging you to start thinking about those connections. Um, and we want you to try it. And it's a messy process. And let us know if you uh, ever need any um, have any questions or need any help. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing more about the competencies. And, and like she said, it's okay to start small um, throughout all of this. And um, hopefully um, with our next questions, you'll be able to learn more about how to get started. But I have a question um, that I'm sure is on the minds of teachers, coaches, instructional leaders. Um, if you're listening to this, you might be wondering, how can this framework help you in terms of your day-to-day -day practice? Nadine, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we often hear, hey, we want to see what it looks like, or hey, can you make a video? Show us. Like, show us what this actually looks like. I need to see it. But this framework actually exists not as a script, but really as a guidepost. And we want it to be personal and flexible for educators so that they can have autonomy um, on this journey and make the implementation and what that looks like their own. So our framework exists as the foundation for PCBL and a guidepost. So therefore, how it looks every day um, on day-to-day -day implementation is going to be different depending on our teachers and, of course, their students. So an entire school can work through the framework. They can unpack it. They might even do the same uh, professional learning opportunities. And I guarantee that it is going to look different in every single classroom in every school, regardless of, regardless of um, our learners. So... I just want to say to give yourself grace in this process, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, we've already kind of touched through finding those, those entry points. So look through the framework, take notice of what, what really intrigues you. What are you passionate about when you're reading through it? What are some things you're already doing that you could build off of and start there? Um, the good news is because Heather mentioned the interconnectedness, there's a huge likelihood that you're going to be doing multiple elements of the framework simultaneously. So for example, if you decide to start digging into student ownership and you want to look into goal setting, you are simultaneously working on competencies, learner profiles, and even stepping stones to get yourself to pathways, which is pretty exciting. Um, and as a coach and a leader, we really want you to think about how this is a, might work as a system. So how, and I, we really want you to reflect, like, how does your system model our personalized learning competency-based learning system and our framework. And how are you considering this framework when you're considering developing your, prof your professional learning plans? Um, are you giving teachers and educators and staff multiple pathways to get started? 
um, and to move deeper based on different choices. And hopefully they're also feeling this idea of the need for continuous improvement. Personalized learning is never something you arrive at. So we need to get uncomfortable comfortable with the uncomfortable as we're working through this because it never ends and we're educators and we're always trying to get better. Thank you so much for sharing that. And to piggyback off of um, your mention of supports and entry points, Stephanie, um, I'd like for you to share with our audience, what are some supports that exist to kind of help educators along their journey towards creating this personalized competency-based system um, and these spaces for the benefit of our students in South Carolina? Yeah, absolutely, Kiria. I'd love to talk about that. And I think first and foremost, before I dive in too far, I think one of the uh, most exciting things that we have to offer to folks, um, quite honestly, are, are the five of you, our personalized learning coaches in the Office of Personalized Learning, who um, serve uh, different regions across the state and are really just um, eager to partner with educators across the state to design that ongoing support that is the just right fit for each school and each district so that we can best meet the needs of our, our educators across the state so that they can best meet, meet the needs of students. And so we have designed um, a number of, of supports and, and options for folks. We know that there, as we said in some of the previous episodes of uh, making it personal, there's, there's multiple on-ramps, multiple pathways. Um, but I will say, as we thought about the framework for personalized learning, we actually have a framework foundations course. And so if you're thinking about this new framework, taking a moment to, to stop and, and think about that framework foundations course, it's self-paced, it's on demand, um, but you can have that support from the regional coach as well as when, when you're engaging in that, um, and you can have that as, as needed. Um, the Framework Foundations course that we've created, of course, comes with recertification credit, but it's a great way if you are, here we are at the beginning of the school year, you're setting your SLO, you're thinking about your own professional growth and development plan, and you're thinking about what are the strategies you're going to use as an educator this year to help make sure that your students are moving forward. And you, a part of that question is, what am I doing for my own professional growth and my own professional learning? And so the Framework Foundations course may be that piece for you that helps you get started on this journey to unlocking uh, those, those next steps for your students. And so that's a great resource. It's something that you can do as an individual, but I will tell you, we, we all have seen multiple times, like it's a great opportunity for a group of teachers um, to, to really engage in a, a course like that together. Uh, so that you have that network, you have those folks that you can talk to about, um, you know, I had this idea or this, you know, as I was working in the course and we were doing this in our PLC, I'm making these connections. And so having those folks do that with you is, is always fun. Um, we do have other elements. Uh, if you are already somewhat familiar with our previous framework and you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to hit the highlights and hit the next step. We have a learning pathways series um, that I want to make sure people know about. If that's an area that you're digging in, it's a fantastic way to think about um, the work that you're doing in your, in your classes with your students. Um, if your school is ready, we have a launch option for you, a launching personalized learning and implementing it as a school and thinking about that from a team and a systems-based approach. All of these things are grounded in and designed around our framework for personalized and competency-based learning. And so any of these options will, will help you do that. 
Um, more specifically around the competencies piece, we have a series um, called Communities of Practice. So it gives you an option to, and that's fully based around the competencies, learning to think about and make the connections, as Kristen said earlier, what are the places and areas um, in my current practice that I could make these connections to the competencies? And so that's a, a great way to begin that journey or get some extra support on that journey um, of thinking of competencies. And the last thing I'll mention, um, we are really, really looking forward um, post-pandemic. We are bringing back something uh, called a design workshop. We previously had some inquiry labs um, which were based in schools. And so this is sort of a, a, a crosswalk between our inquiry labs and our former version of launch, which was face-to-face. -face. Our design workshops are going to be based around a theme, and they're tightly connected to this new framework for personalized and competency-based learning, this updated framework for personalized and competency-based learning. And in these workshops, um, educators at every level, all across the spectrum, no matter where you are in your practice, if you're just beginning and you're just hearing about this work, or you've been engaging in this work for quite some time, you're going to be able to get something out of this design workshop because we've designed it um, around a theme, each one. You will bring something that you're already currently doing in your classroom or that you are currently trying to get the idea off the ground of in your classroom. Maybe you aren't yet doing it, but you're like, I really have this thing that I want to try. So either you're already doing it or you're trying to do that. We're going to um, model some approaches for you through a mini lesson, through some uh, breakouts and role-specific time for you to engage further, and then building in some actual work time with you with other colleagues across the state and with our coaches from the Office of Personalized Learning supporting you to take that item that you came with and then be able to walk away with, okay, I feel like I know what my next steps are and where I'm going to be able to go and how I'm going to be able to implement this in my classroom. And so we think that's a, a fantastic new support um, that we can design. But all of that to say, I think our supports are grounded in our relationships and our connections with educators across the state. And so I've given you a, a quick overview of some of the things we've kind of pre-designed for you, but we're always open to hearing your needs, um, as Sarah said at the beginning, to listening to you and to trying to, to find that just right fit to make sure that we're helping you move forward in your practice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all those opportunities. And we hope that our listeners were tuning in. Most of what you heard um, discussed will be linked in the description box of this podcast episode. So we definitely hope that you take advantage of these opportunities that are before you. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. everyone. We are back just in time for our special segment. Now, if you are a Making It Personal podcast fan, then you know that traditionally our special segment has been the Making It or Breaking It segment. However, we're going to shift gears a little bit and do a quick rapid fire with our coaches. So the question that I have for all of you is, for you to share with our listeners, what's one thing that you've either watched, listened to, or read lately that has been most impactful? It could be related to personalized competency-based learning or 
It could be related to something else. But the catch is you have 10 seconds to share. All right. So when I call your name, share with us something that you have watched, listened to, or read lately that has been most impactful. So let's start with Stephanie. 10 seconds. All right. I have been reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I will just say one of the things that I love is his description of mastery towards the end where he talks about the fact that it's a cycle. Habits and deliberate practice equal mastery. Mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Kristen, what about you? So I am currently reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Olua. And um, if you're anything like me, I, I wanting, I'm wanting to grow more. Um, and um, one thing that has resonated with me already that I was a little worried about um, is the fact that she says that, um, you know, don't be scared about messing up. You're going to mess up um, and you need to have these conversations anyway. And it's important. It's too important not to. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. What about you, Sarah? Mine is a read and listen to. So I recently reread Gifts of Imperfection and then at the same time listened to the podcast series by Brene Brown and her sisters on Spotify. Um, and so personally and professionally, it's a great reminder as you start a new year that it's okay to be imperfect. Mm, I love that. What about you, Heather? So I also have listened to Brene Brown um, by the um, recommendation of Nadine. There was a great one about how to be more curious. And that led me to um, then purchase the book, The Coaching Habit, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever by Michael Stanier. And he really speaks to building co coaching habits around asking good questions versus giving advice and tools and templates. And coaching is a passion of mine. And I love sitting down with teachers and leaders and collaborating. So um, I am just enthralled with this book. Ooh, thank you for sharing that. And Nadine, what about you? Y'all um, already took some of mine, which is okay. It's okay. It shows like-minded teammates. That's why we work well <laughs> <That's> together. <right. laughs> so Brene Brown, yes, I am a huge, huge fan. So Dare to Lead, that was my like go-to one is the same as Heather, that staying curious just a little bit longer has just really impacted me as a wife, a friend, um, a coach, and a colleague, I hope. Um, and just practicing, yeah, what does it look like to really be a good listener um, and to ask better questions instead of always trying to jump in and give advice that actually may not be the best advice after all. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing what you've been listening to and reading. I'm sure our listeners have a lot of good books and podcasts to check out after this. But Carrie, what about you? Just because you're the host doesn't mean that you don't get to also say something that you've read or listened to. You're right. Well, um, I'm currently reading a book called Getting Ready for Marriage, and that should tell you a lot about the season that I'm in in my life. Getting Ready for Marriage. I think, I, and I also am a fan of Brene Brown. I've learned a lot from her just in terms of listening and having courage and um, being vulnerable. So that's something that I'm really digging into a lot these days. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we thank you again. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us for this special episode. And we'll be right back to close things out. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode of Making It Personal. 
Connect with the Office of Personalized Learning by visiting our website, personalizedsc.ed.sc.gov. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend, and tune in for a new episode every month. We'll catch you next time on Making It Personal. See ya!